Alicia Tova, and this is The Freelance Hustle, a podcast about go-getters who ditched the 9-to-5 life and decided to embark on their own business endeavors. Wow, wow, wow. What can I say? You guys, it has been so cool to see such a positive reaction from the first episode. I had no idea. I mean, I, I was hoping it would be helpful, but... You guys, your reactions have been just blowing me away and it got me so pumped up to talk to more people and to schedule interviews and just to get the ball rolling on this. And I want to say thank you for everyone who is supporting me in this new business endeavor. And before I started the podcast, I truly thought, you know what, if only my mom and my dad and my sisters are going to listen to this, then whatever. You know, at least least I am doing it and it's already turning into so much more than that. So thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's move on to what we're going to talk about today. So for today, I have a guest speaker. Her name is Albany Katz. I know Albany from a photo weekend getaway. It was called Camp Go Away. It happened this past summer. Shalise Michael, who I'm going to reference a lot in this episode, she organized the event and Albany was actually there with a company called Richard Photo Lab. They are the ones who supplied us with all the film for the weekend. So she actually was not attending as a freelance photographer. She was attending with a brand rep and our rooms were across from each other and it was also like a pretty intimate uh, weekend. I think there was like 25 of us total. So naturally we had talked, became friends and I didn't realize that she was breaking out into freelance. So when I started talking about this podcast, she had reached out asking me all these questions and I really liked her vibe and I, I want to help her. So I said to her, hey, look, how about you save these questions? Let's hop on a phone call. And if you don't mind, let me record it for this so that probably other freelancers, more specifically in the photography world, could pick up on what you have to say. And I'm sure that the questions you have are a lot of similar questions other starting out photographers have as well. So our conversation is this, and that's what you're going to listen to. I realize some things about myself, one that I say... I think a lot. <laughs> I also found out from my little sister that I say in- inquire, inquiry wrong. She, I, you guys tell me how to pronounce it correctly, but apparently I say it really weird and I meant reference it a bunch in this episode. So sorry in advance. Uh, but without further ado, let's get on into it. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. This is my conversation with Albany Hats. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my god! Did my sister say hello? <laughs> okay, real talk. Albany and I have been talking for like ten minutes before this, so we didn't know how to start it. But here we go. We're we're here. <laughs> I was also mid sip of water. It was mid sip of water. That's okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Um, all right, so you had some questions for me on freelance stuff so I know you had written them down but should we just go through some of them sure yeah however you want to do it okay cool yeah so I listened to your podcast this morning I loved it and you've kind of always been an inspiration for me in terms of where I I want to see myself in like five years so knowing what you know now Mm -hmm. 
at, you know, five years in, yeah. what would you tell your, your starting off self? I, well, it's funny that you say I'm where you see yourself in five years because, and how you and I met was at Camp Go Away and that was hosted by Shalise and Mike. Shalise right. was the first photographer that I finally was like, oh, I want to be that in five years. To see more of Shalise's work, go to www.shalisemichaelphotography.com. She's a Brooklyn-based wedding photographer and all-around badass human. Another photographer who I reference a lot in this episode is Sam Blake. To see more of her work, go to www.samblakeweddings.com. That's Sam spelled with two M's. She was the girl that I based pretty much my entire business around she was the first photographer that I reached out to and was like hey could I please come shadow you I just don't I I don't even need to shoot I can be in the background and just I want to see how you work so I reached out she let me actually shadow a wedding that she was doing I think I had maybe shot one or two weddings at this point but I was still very 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 new and so she let me come along to a wedding and I just like really tried to be myself. I, I tried not to get in the way. I also tried to not butter her up too much. I was just trying to genuinely make a connection with her so that down the line we could be friends or I can be an associate for her or it went really well. And then I reached back out and I was like, hey, if you don't mind, I would love for you to just meet with me and talk over what I saw when I shadowed you at the wedding. So I went over and she actually went over my portfolio with me. I paid $600 for a mentorship session with her. So she basically took me through her entire process and was like, I'm an open book for you. Tell me what you want to, like, ask me what you want to know. So not that you need a mentor per se, but if there is someone that, like, you really admire their and like this is exactly what you're doing you have like proactively reached out to me and in an in not a weird way like I I think it's important to genuine connections especially in the freelance world like you and I actually hung out at that camp go I think there are some people I didn't talk to as much and I think it would have been weirder if they reached out right. but like you and I like went on walks and we hung out so it of course the minute you said you wanted to chat like Of course, like no question, I would say yes to that. So once Shalise and I kind of like built that repertoire, I felt more comfortable asking her more and more questions. But in the beginning, she went over my portfolio with me. And I think you're a better shooter now than I was starting off. I didn't even have – I wasn't using a digital camera yet, which – even though that's funny to say to you because you're mostly film photography anyways, but I had, I just felt like really insecure in my, in like my actual camera abilities. So she went through an engagement session with me and then I also showed her my photojournalistic work, which I was probably spending more time on before like making a living on photography and she's so blunt, you know, Shalise. She's not going to sugarcoat yeah. anything, which I really appreciate. She was like, yeah, your engagement session's okay. You should try to shoot your engagement sessions more like your street photography. And I was like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> cool. Thank you for not telling me my stuff was good. But yeah, I think I think in the beginning, just 
really looking at your work and seeing like, okay, what is my portfolio and what kind of client is going to vibe with my portfolio? And I know a lot of your questions are like, how do you turn your art into getting jobs? And I think the first step is analyzing what your work looks like. And I think your work is very California, very dreamy. It's really beautiful and I I like that not all of your work you show are portraits and I think like all I've seen is your Instagram I don't I haven't seen your website yet and I think one of the questions you had said like how do you prioritize what's most important when you're starting your photography business example focusing on branding building a beautiful website shooting content assisting etc I think it's a healthy balance honestly Like, I wouldn't get too bogged down in Instagram because I think that's the number one mistake freelancers make is they think that if they have a good Instagram, then they're going to get all the work. But that's so not true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of starting out right now and inundated with all these ideas. Like, I was was just writing, like, Mm -hmm. what do I focus on first? Do I focus on branding and do I, like, hire a graphic designer to do a rebrand? because then I'll look more professional and Mm -hmm. maybe I can hire more at a higher price point because I look more professional and I look more consistent or do I focus on building a beautiful website and get off of Squarespace and get more professional or do I not do that stuff right now and really just focus on shooting content because I can't have the other two without the content Yes. or um, do I focus more on assisting? Like all of this stuff is just, it's, it's hard to figure out which one to do first. And, and, And then also trying not to get bogged down in Instagram because I feel like right now that's my only kind of live gauge of what my, what kind of, you know, what the, what the world thinks of me. Mm -hmm. So, um, totally. Yeah. It's hard to kind of figure out what to do first. The, the website and the branding I did in like phase two of my business. So my first oh, year and let's a half. Let's go through the phases. Yeah, yeah. Like I I feel like my first phase, which is mostly what I talked about in that first episode, was me just figuring out how to be a business owner and realizing that I'm not going to get my dream clients. Like the clients that I had then are not the clients that I have now. That's not to say they weren't – I mean that sounds – mean because I love all of them and some of them were like incredible but I also had a lot of like not as great clients or or people that I'm not going to show a full wedding portfolio of but if I can even just get one photo let's say of like the raw ceremony space if it was shot in a cool location or because my first website on Squarespace was not full wedding galleries it was a hodgepodge like a well-curated uh, like loading page of just photos that I've taken. And I've had good communication with the shooters that I second shot for as long as I was able to use images from second shooting. I was able to get enough of a portfolio to make it look like I shot 15 weddings when in reality I'd only shot four. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's so a good idea. Sam Blake, uh, her website, I actually think is a really beautiful template. It's really simple and I'm pretty sure it's built on Squarespace. Her loading page is basically a hodgepodge of her work. And even though she's been doing it for 10 years and she, I mean, she also has full 
galleries on the side, but you could even just do that. And as long as you have one great wedding to show, that can be your featured gallery. And then no one's going to know how many weddings you do. Because even in my website, I think I only show like eight or nine weddings. And based on my analytics, people still only click two weddings of mine mostly and it's my first two weddings like no and are one... you showing the entire wedding yeah I am but I doubt that people go all the way to the bottom like really I think my highest my highest click page is my about page which is interesting because I think for... I feel like that's on a lot of people's websites yeah like I remember actually while I was building up my content, I had my friend Eric, he was at Columbia Film School. So he was also looking to get portfolio work. And we decided to do a video of me like running around Manhattan looking like I was taking photos. Cause this is just my ethos. I, I know that it's different for every photographer, but I know the photographers I related to the most, like Shalise, she had a video on her website and it was her and Mike at an engagement session, or maybe it was a mock engagement session, I don't know. But hearing them talk, I fell in love with them. <laughs> like, totally. I think that's why I fangirled them so hard is because I saw their soul in their company. And, yeah. and I think like the downside of all those people that you might see on Instagram, they may look like they're coming off a certain way and then a client meets them and they spend an hour session with them. And they're like, oh, this person actually is like, weird and introverted and sucks whereas like you're so normal and cool so like show that like I would refer you to the end of time to my friends because I know for a fact that you would just like be awesome in person whereas I know a lot of photographers where I think they're good but like are their social skills lacking a little bit (laughs) or like and their professional skills lacking a little bit for sure so I think in terms of your website like no it doesn't have to be this like beautiful thing right off the bat. I think as long as a client overall understands your aesthetic and like to a certain point sees your experience, which you can make up, that's like phase one, I think. Uh, Like I, I invested in a nicer website and a nicer logo the start of 2016 when I was going from 12 to 30 weddings. I think that was the year of like investing more money into my business because then I knew I was getting that you more had money. it yeah, yeah and I and that like, I was getting was more working money. yeah the year from the the five to twelve weddings that's when I went to my first like paid photo workshop because I knew like okay I should probably I'm like photographing people's weddings who I maybe don't know <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so I should make sure that like I feel prepared on their day and I always from the get-go to back to the Shalise thing but I actually used Falcon uh which is one was one of her associates at the time and even when I met with her for coffee she was the one that second shot for me for that Joe and Brandon wedding the Amy Schumer oh that's couple. awesome I was looking back at my pricing I'm I priced them at twelve hundred dollars and which like now I'm like five times that amount but I paid Falcon $500, like wow. basically 50% of the wedding because yeah. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it on my own and I wanted someone who knew what they were doing <laughs> and I like took it as an educational lesson, you know, like if you ever want oh, me boy. to second for you, like fly me out, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like a good enough investment. But I, again, I think that your 
I don't think that you need help in the photo realm at all. I, well, I'm very much in exactly where you were in phase one, though. Like, even with my with my photography background, I went to school for photography. I think, like, like you did, like, I have the talent to back it up. Like, mm-hmm. I can win this. Mm-hmm. But I still have nothing booked. And I still, like, and it's still scary. And I don't know how to get... And I know that it's going to be slow and I know it's going to take a couple years and I'm fine with that. But I yeah. just want to know like how I get there and like how do I, what, what is the best approach like in terms of getting myself out there and, and getting my name known so that people know me and mm-hmm. then hire me? Um, yeah. How do I get the inquiries? Like being vulnerable, first of all, like even sending an email or – a MailChimp mailer out to all – I did MailChimp all the time in the beginning. And I would just spam all my old coworkers and my family members and my cousins. Right. Like my mom's friends literally know my whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. And it's not because they've asked me in person. It's because I, <laughs> I've spammed pretty much everyone I've known in the beginning, like cousins. Yeah. You can send out a letter of 2019 being like – I'm so excited to embark on this new endeavor. Like, I can't wait to see what this year brings for me. And just tell everyone, like, tell everyone that you are starting your business. And, like, the more that you put it out there, then when people are talking with their friends at coffee or at brunch and someone says, like, oh, my God, I my cousin I just got engaged. Yes. Yeah. Like your biggest advocates are going to be the people that vouch for you when you're not there. A hundred percent. My thing has always been I've done a kick ass job with the clients that I have and treat them really, really well and deliver a really good product and surprise them with goodies along the way. I always surprise every one of my clients with an artifact uprising calendar after their wedding. And then they have a year's worth of photos on their fridge and they think of me for a year after their wedding. Or when, That's such a great idea. Yeah, yeah. and like, do I want to spend an extra $40 on them? Like, no, not really. But but I know I know the payback in that. So yeah. even if it's you, yeah, like you got to put in a little bit of money and a little bit of umph to the people that you know already have your back. And then – they eventually will know a sibling. I mean, my first few weddings, no matter what, were my sister's friends or my old coworkers or my really good friends, friends or high school friends too. I think this was in my like the first five wedding gauge. I, again, was just putting up photos left and right of jobs that I either did or I made up. And one girl from high school, we played tennis together growing up. Uh, her name was Christina Kazanjian, and her younger sister actually reached out because she wanted to gift her sister an engagement session. And we both lived in New York, and she – so Stephanie reached out. Obviously, she wants a deal, you know, because it's like her sister's engagement photos. And I had been putting up way more engagement photos than wedding photos because I hadn't taken that many weddings. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, if I get this chick's wedding, like, literally every single home friend will see that I photographed her wedding. And, dude, that's clutch. But they didn't hire me for the wedding yet. They just hired me for engagement photos. And I remember 
again, like same thing. I was so nervous, but I knew that I was good and I knew I was going to do a good job with their engagement photos. I met up with them. I didn't even ask them once about their photographer for their wedding. Like not once. I just had a good time with them, did their photos. They loved them. And in my like delivery to the photos, I was like, and look guys, I hope you already know this, but obviously I'd be honored to shoot your wedding. Like, just let me know. Yeah. And I love that because you're just real. Like, that's you. Exactly. And so lo and behold, she emailed me a few weeks later and she's like, we would love for you to shoot your wedding. Again, I think I charged them like 1400 bucks with travel from New York to Michigan. (laughs) But Was that a deal or was that like your pricing structure back then? So yeah, that was, uh, I didn't have a pricing structure back then. I sent in an email, it will be this much. I didn't have that. I was more focused on growing my portfolio. I just want to make sure I'm doing everything right. And like, should I be, do, do I need to be blogging? Like I don't blog at all. And I have not submitted the two weddings I shot. Do I need to be submitting to public, like blogs and publications? I don't do that. Yeah, I think you should do anything that fills your nine to six hours. Like if you find yourself having too much downtime in your day, fill it with some sort of, like even if you have like like how I had no inquiries coming in, then whatever, like then go on to WordPress and start figuring out how you want to build a WordPress site or like all in those free pockets of you not getting work, do stepping stones so that when the right client comes along, you're fucking ready. Like start building your pricing guide and don't be so concerned with the numbers as you are with the content that's in it. And then do the numbers like last, you know, like don't get stuck up on that stuff because You have to realize if someone, especially in the beginning stages, you need your shit to be on point because you can't afford to have like a lower booking rate. You know what I mean? Right. Like the people that come to you and that's what was for me in the beginning. Like the people that came to me, I did not let go. I was like, no, you, we are working together no matter what. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And after I do this thing, after and I learned this from Sam Blake but after I book every client I send them out either and this like now I have scheduling guide books that I got made but when I was not in that stage I would just send them a handwritten note and a little chocolate and actually a book by Tyler Knott he's like a love poet and I got a bundle of books on Amazon and I just sent them a welcome thing just being like thank you so much for booking me. I'm so excited to work with you. Like you didn't make the wrong decision, you know? And then, yeah. Yeah. And then, and they're booking you. So right now you're going to get booked. You're still going to get booked for this year for sure. People all just got engaged right now. They're all scrambling to find photographers for this year. And then you're going to get booking starting in 2020 soon and like be ready for those people. And also what's funny is when people book you, you then have this nine-month window of not working with them until until you work with them. You know, like I will be talking to someone and then I won't see them for a year because that's how long people wait for wedding planning. So 
just making sure like that's actually a good thing because then they could be your cheerleader for a whole year think of how like if you meet up with a friend and they're engaged what do you think you're gonna what do you think you're gonna talk about with them yeah so how is wedding planning going like that's all they're gonna talk about that's all you're gonna talk about so yeah and they're gonna ask you literally everything and they're gonna ask you if you've booked a photographer and they're gonna say oh my god I booked Albany Cats like she's so dope I got such a good vibe from her like check out her stuff and then they're gonna see you on the wedding day and you're gonna be super cool and like everyone's gonna have a great experience with you I would say almost every wedding I go to now I get one inquiry from the next time I just shot a wedding this weekend and I walk into the room I was like trying to introduce myself to everyone and one girl, she turns me, she's like, okay, I have to say I've been a fan for so long. Like I'm so excited. <laughs> I had no idea, oh who my she, gosh. no idea who she was. <laughs> Bride had showed her my portfolio. She started following me and she's probably been following me for a year and I didn't even know her. And so yeah. there was like a fan right away. And then we also had a lot of fun. Um, and yeah and now I just know that like I'm the only person she's ever gonna say if someone gets engaged yeah yeah done you know yeah you just gotta get that core fan base and then well what I was gonna say and something that's always like stuck with me ever since we talked at um at Camp Go Away Away was was how you had talked about like you went freelance and a huge part of your success was because a lot of your friends were getting married at the time you went freelance. Yes. And that's happening to me too. And I was like, I, I'm planning that. Like I noted that in my head, like so smart, Alicia, I'm yep. going to do that too. And all my friends are like in the process of getting engaged soon or with yep. a long term boyfriend or, you know, all of this stuff. And this is like prime time. A hundred. <laughs> and, and building that. Yes. Fan base yes. Because of it. How old are you? I forget. I'm 28. Okay, exactly. I started when I was – and that's even like you're in the thick of it. Like I'm in the thick of it. You're about to get (laughs) – It's a good time. (laughs) You are about to get slammed like before you even know it. I started when I was 25 and I even knew I was like, okay – I was kind of prepared for that. Like I knew it was going to be slow and then again, once the like tornado hit of friends getting engaged, I was ready. Like I was – the one yeah. that people were going to. And so now I'm 29 and I am – I mean, it's, it's out of control. <laughs> it's out of control. And I I knew. Like if you know and you have good instinctual habits already, then, dude, you're good. Now just work on your business. Like work on making... – What I need to work on is the website because like I can't confidently tell you to go to my website right now yeah. because it doesn't have – yep. not, it's not in order. That, and that's what I absolutely have to work on. Yes. 100%. It's, yeah, like set yourself up for next week sitting down and like looking through a lot of photographers' websites. I did this too at the beginning. I would look at a lot of photographers' websites and just take notes of what I liked and what I didn't like about people's work. Um, and also Sam Blake, when I took her workshop, taught me a lot about intentionality. I remember at the beginning she had us write down – uh, what your photos should make people feel or like when you look at your photos what do you feel when you look at them and then we did it to other people so I always thought my photos looked a certain way and then to someone else 
it maybe wasn't interpreted that way. Yeah. Um, so I encourage you also once you make a version one of your website, don't send it to your best friend. Send it to like a Shalise type person who's going to give it to you real and like offer you actual concrete yeah. advice on what they like about it and what they think could be stronger and like and then go back to the drawing board and like keep going until your website looks where it needs to be you know and then if you once you're analyzing your portfolio if you feel like you're dipping in certain areas or you feel like something needs to be more fleshed out or anything then it's like go out shoot if you don't have the client just grab a friend or like Go into a bridal shop or like become BFFs with someone on Instagram who can help you get a styled shoot going on. And then, yeah. And then there it is. Yeah. So totally. That's kind of like my game plan right now is is looking as professional as I can Mm -hmm. online. So, like, getting my website finished, getting. I found this great graphic designer who's super affordable and I love their look and I'm going to collaborate with them in March and she's going to help me with my website and like logo. Amazing. Um, and then creating content is like, those are, those are two of my, that's my goals. And then assisting for photographers. Yeah. So I've already like made lots of appointments with photographers to meet up and hopefully try and get on their assisting schedule. Yes. That sounds perfect. Can I ask you your opinion on, um, like having two Instagrams versus or having two kind of mm. websites versus having like one identity where it's like all Albany cats where I show yeah. my landscape stuff and yeah. I like show life or do it. Should I have like an Albany cats wedding? I've like teetered around with that for the last few years. I think in the beginning I was doing some lands. I, in New York, I did a lot of photo photojournalism work like New York street style, Andre Wagner, if you, he's an amazing photographer. Like I did that kind of stuff and I clumped it all into one website, which actually I think was fine. Um, But eventually, like I always just thought of the people that were best in the food photography industry or the best in the, in the sports photography industry. Like yeah, that's what they are doing. Like they're concentrated in that field. So my thinking is like you want to all together. But I I do think your landscape and your environmental shots are so beautiful. And I think that can be also used within like footers and headers of things and like your pamphlets with text overlay and stuff like that. You don't yeah. always have to have Sam Blake again. I reference her a lot, but I really look up to her. She does a lot of that. Uh, where she doesn't always show people in her photos, just make sure it makes sense within your portfolio, which I think it does because you're very desert, California, ocean, yeah. like, like natural elements. I'm trying to vibe. attract anyway as exactly. somebody who likes all that stuff. Yeah. So. Or even if you're on a shoot, I always do this, and this is a little trick for you to think about when you're starting to do shoots, shoot like 90% for the client, 10% for yourself. So if you want this like obscure landscape shot where there's someone in the background with just like a little tidbit of a dress, 
chances are they're not that's not going to be the photo that they like print but that can be a really like beautiful artistic photo for your website so yeah shoot like always always have your back like even for weddings now I hold true to the same rule I shoot like 80 to 90 percent for the client 20 percent for me so when I'm thinking of submitting to blogs it's like I know the shots that are needed to get submitted and like I personally want to get that checked off if it's a cool wedding you know yeah so and the client doesn't need to know them they'll still be happy with all their photos yeah so Albany it seems like you are off to a really good start and I say keep doing what you're doing put your head down do the work and I can't wait to see what you come up with thanks so much for taking the time to chat I hope this was helpful it was so helpful thank you so much Alicia you're the best awesome all right this is Alicia Tova and you're listening to the freelance hustle all right well it looks like that wraps up episode number two Be sure to check back in next week. We're going to have Crystal Beck here on The Freelance Hustle. She is talking all about why she quit her day job at Google, moved to New York City, and is now one of the most successful influencers in the game. I can't wait to keep going with this. If you guys, again, have any topics you want to cover, feel free to let me know. Uh, I promise my accountant is going to be on the week after, so stay tuned for that as well. And I hope everyone has a super efficient and productive week and just hits the ground running because, yo, that's what we're here to do. Let's put our head down, do the work, and make cool shit and earn that dope. All right. Malisha Tova is the Freelance Hustle. Peace.